Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're broken the speed of the sand alone. Follow your dreams, not your addictions. How we gonna follow our dreams locked in a prison? What's up? I'm Jordan Rowling, host and producer of Billboard News at home in Brooklyn. And I'm Gary Trust, Billboard Senior Director of Charts up here at home in Connecticut. And you're listening to This Week in Billboard News. And in this episode, we're talking about the passing of Americana legend John Prine, Pink opening up about her family's coronavirus experience, R. Kelly being denied jail release. Jay-Z and Meek Mill's donation. Ariana Grande gets a cosign from Adam Sandler. NSYNC has virtual happy hours. Lady Gaga hitting three major late night shows in one night. Duffy reveals details of her abduction and rape. And we've got this week's chart news. Let's dive on in. I'd like to stay, but I might have to go and start over again. I might go back down to Texas or go to somewhere that I've never been. On Tuesday, April 7th, revered singer-songwriter John Prine passed away at 73 years old from complications of COVID-19. His death comes after his family revealed his diagnosis on March 29th. Since Prine's self-titled debut arrived in February 1971, the Songwriters Hall of Famer worked with fellow legends, including Bob Dylan, Chris Christopherson, and Cowboy Jack Clement. Some of the two-time Grammy Award winners' best-known songs include Sam Stone, Sam Stone's Welcome Home Didn't last too long Hello in there. Hello in there. Hello. And Paradise, which he performed with Kelsey Walden last year at Gina Johnson's Nashville studio, Studio G. Daddy, won't you take me back to Muhlenberg County Down by the Green River where Paradise lay Many of his songs have been admired and covered by countless artists. So to no surprise, the music world stormed social media to mourn the loss of a great. Kelsey Walden wrote, I can't find the words just yet. It has been a hard, hard day. I just want to say, I love you too, John. I love you too. We all do. Bruce Springsteen wrote, John and I were New Dylans together in the early 70s, and he was never anything but the loveliest guy in the world, a true national treasure and a songwriter for the ages. And Miranda Lambert wrote, Thank you for everything. You know, Jordan, John Prime was one of those artists whose chart history really doesn't reflect just how beloved an artist he was over the years, but he still had a strong run on the Billboard 200. He sent 15 albums onto the chart starting in 1972, and he actually just got his highest charting album in 2018, Tree of Forgiveness, debuted at number five. Wow, from 1972 to 2018. What a great career. Well, John is survived by his wife, Fiona Wayland Prine, and three sons, Jack, Tommy, and Jody. For more on the life and music of John Prine, head to Billboard.com. Pink revealed on April 3rd via social media that she had tested positive for the coronavirus. She posted a picture of herself and her son along with a caption that reads, Two weeks ago, my three-year-old son Jameson and I were showing symptoms of COVID-19. 
Fortunately, our primary care physician had access to tests, and I tested positive. She continued, quote, My family was already sheltering at home and continued to do so for the last two weeks following the instruction of our doctor. Just a few days ago, we were retested and are now thankfully negative. Yeah, Pink went on to call testing an absolute travesty in our country, adding that it's a, quote, failure of our government to not make testing more widely accessible. This illness is serious and real. People need to know that the illness affects the young and old, healthy and unhealthy, rich and poor. And we must make testing free and more widely accessible to protect our children, our families, our friends, and our communities. Then on April 9th, Ellen DeGeneres posted to her EllenTube account an interview with the singer where Pink got even more personal, sharing just how scary it was to see her three-year-old sick. Like, I thought they told us our kids were going to be okay. We were told that our kids are going to be okay. You know, at one point when he started throwing up and saying that he had chest pains and that it hurt to breathe, um, that's the point where you just kind of like, okay, are we going to the hospital? Like, what are we doing right now? Because this is the scariest thing I've ever, ever been through in my whole life. Luckily, in time, both of them started feeling better. We started to get better. And slowly, 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 his temperature stayed the longest. Um, but I started to feel better. Um, I stopped being nauseous. I never had a fever. And it really is just a roller coaster. And when it comes to the controversy around available testing, Pink has two more things to say about it. You should be angry that I can get a test and you can't. But being angry at me is not going to help anything. It's not going to solve the issue of the fact that you can't get your hands on a test. You should be angry about that. And we should work together to try and change that. And speaking as a mother. Tell me anybody with a sick three-year-old that if they could get their hands on a test, wouldn't take it. And if they say that, I'm calling bull****. To help the process, Pink announced she's making a sizable donation of $1 million to support healthcare workers on the front lines. By donating $500,000 to the Temple University Hospital Emergency Fund in Philadelphia and $500,000 to the city of Los Angeles' Mayor's Emergency COVID-19 Crisis Fund. list of artists with confirmed cases is only growing as this pandemic continues. Pop singer-songwriter Christopher Cross revealed on April 3rd that he was diagnosed with the coronavirus. The five-time Grammy Award winner shared the news in a lengthy Facebook post, writing, I'm sorry to report that I'm among the growing number of Americans who tested positive for the COVID-19 virus. Although I'm fortunate enough to be cared for at home, this is possibly the worst illness I've ever had. Meanwhile, singer-songwriter and actress Sarah Bareilles revealed in her Instagram stories on April 2nd that she had contracted the coronavirus, but is okay. I had it, just so you know. I'm fully recovered, just so you know. She continued in the video saying what she's thankful for. I'm just thinking about all the people who are walking through this really tricky time and sending a lot of love and um, just being really grateful for every easy breath and every day that I get to be walking around. In an Instagram post also on April 2nd, alongside a photo with his family, YNW Melly announced he has tested positive for the virus while awaiting trial in Florida's Broward County Jail. The young rapper's post continued, quote, he'll be filing a motion for restricted release in hopes of better care due to any jails not being prepared to treat this new virus. 
He hopes for your support and to recover soon. Hashtag pray for Melly. Send positive energy to him, please. At the time of this recording, there was no word if his request for early release has been granted. To stay up to date with this story and for our full list of artists with confirmed coronavirus cases, head to billboard.com. Speaking of early releases, R. Kelly has been denied his request to be released from jail. As reported on Tuesday, the accused sex offender will in fact remain behind bars after he sought release, stating that he was afraid for his life due to the coronavirus pandemic. Yeah, Kelly was seeking an order granting him temporary release or a bail hearing. However, it was stated that both were denied. Judge Anne M. Donnelly wrote in her order that Kelly is, quote, a flight risk and poses a danger to the community, especially prospective witnesses. The 53-year-old R&B singer-songwriter is currently being held in federal jail in Chicago as he awaits trial on child pornography and other charges to which he has pleaded not guilty. Kelly, who has denied any abuse allegations, faces several dozen counts of state and federal sexual misconduct charges in Illinois, Minnesota, and New York, from sexual assault to heading a racketeering scheme supplying Kelly with girls. Kelly has been jailed since July and has been participating in hearings in his New York case by video. To follow this story, head to Billboard.com. Meanwhile, Jay-Z and Meek Mill's Justice Reform Alliance is continuing in the effort to help those inside prisons. This past weekend, Reform Alliance donated more than 130,000 surgical masks to correctional facilities in Tennessee, New York, Mississippi, and South Carolina to help inmates, correctional officers, and healthcare workers survive the outbreak. Last week, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo took the step of ordering the release of 1,100 inmates statewide who had been locked up for non-criminal technical parole violations, a move that Reform is calling on other local governors to make. A note on Reform's website reads, COVID-19 spreads most quickly in crowded and closed environments, and our jails and prisons are at high risk for an outbreak. This is a huge threat to public health. Right now, hardly any government officials have a plan to address this crisis. Reform does. We have worked with experts and advocates from across the political aisle to develop a set of common sense recommendations that would make us all safer. We urgently need your help to get the attention of public officials. Please raise your voice. We're all in this together. For more on this story, head to billboard.com. In lighter news, we know she's a seasoned Disney Channel actor, but Ariana Grande might have a future in comedy. On Monday, Adam Sandler took to social media to give a thumbs up to the pop star's reenactment of this clip from his 1998 film, The Waterboy. You ever been with a guy and a girl at the same time? Oh yeah, plenty of times. The other night, I was with my mama and Coach Klein at the same time. If you missed it, Ari shared a video of herself and pals mouthing the scene from the sports comedy on Twitter. Well, apparently Sandler appreciated her take on his character retweeting the clip and writing, Bobby Boucher approves of this message. You know, Jordan, I think this should be only the beginning of Ariana doing Adam Sandler impressions. You know, he was opera man. She should be opera woman. She, she can obviously sing. She'd be great at it. I'm here for it. Also, I'm sure Bobby Boucher would also have a message about the importance of drinking H2O right now as well. <laughs> Anyways, to see the clip of Ariana and her friends mimicking the scene from The Waterboy, head over to Billboard.com. Andy Cohen may have just uncovered the best virtual hangout yet. 
On Tuesday night, the TV host had Lance Bass on his at-home version of Watch What Happens Live, and the NSYNC singer revealed that the band's group chat has been taken up a notch. Now we have happy hours uh, every week together and, and on Zoom. Naturally, Andy asked if Justin Timberlake partakes, to which Lance replied, yeah, of course. Yeah, well, as part of a week-long 20th anniversary celebration of NSYNC's album No Strings Attached, which gave us Bye Bye Bye. And it's gonna be me. Lance recently had JT on his podcast, The Daily Popcast, a conversation he described to Andy as revelatory. I heard a lot of things for the first time coming out of Justin's mouth about NSYNC. I, he doesn't really talk about NSYNC too much. But the biggest revelation of their chat? That he actually would be interested in talking about a reunion. Gary, maybe we can get the guys to have a reunion on our Billboard Live at Home series. Yeah, I was thinking how Backstreet Boys just had that great performance of I Want It That Way on the Fox iHeart concert a couple Sundays ago, so it feels like it's in sync's turn right now. Oh my God, totally. Well, while we work on making that happen, let's check out who we have lined up for next week. On Monday, we've got pianist Arthur Hanlon at 1 p.m., Followed by Alt Rockers Group Love at 3 p.m. Tuesday, not Friday, brings us Rebecca Black at 1 p.m. And Leslie Odom Jr. at 5 p.m. Then on Wednesday, former American Idol David Archuleta invites us into his home at 1 p.m. And we check in with Ella Henderson at 3 p.m. On Thursday, we'll hang with country star Lee Bryce at 1 p.m. And we wrap up the week with Pete Yorn at 1 o'clock on Friday afternoon. To catch all these performances, follow Billboard on Facebook. On Monday night, Lady Gaga made history by appearing on all three major late-night talk shows to make some big announcements about the Global Citizen World Health Organization One World Together at Home concert. The fact that the three of you are coming together to do this shows the, the type of unity and the solidarity that we all need right now. After a brief appearance last week, the Born This Way singer returned to The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon to reveal who's hosting the primetime event. I got Jimmy Fallon, and guess who else I got? Kimmel and Colbert. April 18th is the night between 8 and 10 Eastern time when the late night giants will come together to help host the two-hour show on ABC, CBS, and NBC. As for who's performing, on The Late Show, Gaga and Stephen Colbert ran through some of the artists' lineup. Chris Martin, John Legend, Elton John, Lizzo, Paul McCartney. And the host made a joke that many of us can relate to these days. Everybody tune in to find out which of them forgets to unmute their Zoom. Yep, I can relate. And finally, on Jimmy Kimmel Live, Gaga said she spent most of her month-long quarantine making calls to fundraise for the concert so everyone at home could just put away their wallets and enjoy. We already have raised $35 million for uh, the the Solidarity Response Fund. Gary, you can tell she's really worked hard on this event and is hoping to bring some carefree entertainment to fans. Yeah, and doing so much good to raise funds ahead of time. It's really great to see that. Well, for the full list of artists and celebrities performing and making appearances during the One World Together at Home concert, and there are a lot, head to Billboard.com. Ladies and 
Lady Gaga had a pretty packed week as she also revealed the cover art for her upcoming sixth album, Chromatica, and it's straight out of a sci-fi flick. In a series of photos she shared on Sunday, Gaga continues the theme she introduced in the video for Stupid Love, the set's first single. Yeah, think Mad Max meets Alien, but with the House of Gaga twist. The singer can be seen wearing a leather one-piece, some body armor, crazy big boots, and some scary-looking claws, all while laying on a grate lit underneath by a pink light. Meanwhile, the vinyl record and cassette cover feature the superstar in a different pose and wearing an outfit straight out of her Stupid Love video. And you gotta see those claws for yourselves. The graphics arrived days after Gaga announced that Chromatica's drop originally scheduled for April 10th would be postponed in light of the coronavirus pandemic. With no new release date announced yet, she assured fans she'd have, quote, surprises to keep everyone excited in the coming weeks. To see the artwork and for up-to-the-minute announcements about the project, head to Billboard.com. Welsh singer Duffy is opening up for the first time about the horrifying details around her abduction. If you recall, early last month, the singer behind hits like Mercy, Well, 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 and Rain on Your Parade posted to her Instagram, giving fans insight into the distressing reason behind her sudden withdrawal from the spotlight following the release of her second album, Endlessly, in 2010, and promising a more detailed interview to come. And now, in a lengthy post on her official website, the singer for the first time shared details of her traumatic abduction and rape that led to her disappearance from public view. In the post linked to her Instagram, the Grammy-winning artist wrote about how she was drugged on her birthday and then for four weeks at her home before being taken to a foreign country and raped. The singer says she was able to escape the ordeal by fleeing, but the details on how remain hazy as she cannot remember getting home. She wrote, it was my birthday. I was drugged at a restaurant. I was drugged then for four weeks and traveled to a foreign country. I can't remember getting on the plane and came round in the back of a traveling vehicle. She continued saying that she contemplated running away, but was afraid her attacker would call the police and that he had made a confession of wanting to kill her, adding, I do not know how I had the strength to endure those days. I did feel the presence of something that helped me stay alive. Duffy thanked her psychologist for helping her deal with the trauma, but also wrote that the rape had, quote, stripped me of my human rights to experience a life with autonomy from fear, and that it, quote, has already stolen one third of my life. Duffy, who released a new song last month called Something Beautiful, said she hoped sharing her story would ease her return back to music as well as help others, adding, As dark as my story is, I do speak from my heart for my life and for the life of others, whom have suffered the same. To read the full story, head to Billboard.com. Gary, the weekend had a huge week last week. What's happening this week on the charts? It's another big week for the weekend. Let's get into this week's chart news. For a second straight week, The weekend leads the Billboard 200 with his album After Hours and the Billboard Hot 100 with Blinding Lights. As for where he'll rank on those two charts next week, we'll, we'll get to that in just a minute. Elsewhere on the Hot 100 this week, Rihanna returns with Party Next Door as their collab Believe It begins at number 23. Party Next Door, the Canadian rapper-singer, earns his highest charting hit on his own after a pair of top 25 songs in featured roles thanks to Kanye West in 2018, while Rihanna ends her longest break ever from the Hot 100, a whole two years. That may not seem like a lot, but for Rihanna, it is. From her debut in 2005 with Ponder Replay through 2017, she ranked in the Hot 100's top 10 
every single year for 13 straight years. And well, that's a record run. Prince and Mariah Carey are up next. They had 12 year streaks of appearing in the top 10. Okay, as an official member of Rihanna's Navy, I can say we're happy, Gary, but we're still hungry for more new music from her. Superdust film I've seen like before. Seen it 33 times, maybe more. Bob Dylan this week has done something he'd never done before, and given all his accomplishments over more than 50 years, that's saying something. He gets his first number one on the Billboard Songs chart as a performer, as Murder Most Foul debuts at number one on Rock Digital Song Sales. The song is almost 17 minutes long and chronicles the 1963 assassination of President John F. Kennedy. Dylan has had number one songs before as a writer. Also in 1963, Blowing in the Wind hit number one on the AC chart for Peter, Paul, and Mary. Is blowing in the wind. The answer is blowing in the wind. And in 1965, The Birds hit number one on the Hot 100 with another all-time classic that he wrote, Mr. Tambourine Man. Take me for a trip upon your magic all right, as for next week, we mentioned The weekend He could notch a third week at number one on the Billboard 200 with After Hours, according to early forecasts that could earn over 85,000 equivalent album units in the tracking week. A possible spoiler, however, could come in the form of Rod Wave's Pray for Love, which could start with over 75,000 units. Okay, two words, hip-hop domination. I'm going to show you how to get it. It go right foot up, left foot slide. Well, here's more hip-hop domination, possibly. On the Hot 100 next week, it looks like a race for number one between The Weeknd's Blinding Lights and Drake's new single, Toozy Slide, with the latter on track for over 45 million first-week streams. Will Rod Wave have the number one album? Will Drake get his seventh number one song? Will Jordan make fun of me for saying Toozy Slide? <laughs> Never! I think you killed it! As always, for the reveal of the Billboard 200's Top 10, Check out Billboard.com this Sunday, and to find out the top 10 on the Hot 100, come back Monday. Well, that's all we've got for you this week. I'm Jordan Rowling. I'm Gary Trust. See ya. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.